Hi friends, welcome to episode 24 of The Fearless Photographer. Today I want to share what I feel is one of the most important parts of the success of your business and one of the biggest parts in booking the right clients. Like I always say, not just more for the sake of more and being busy and booked up, but those right clients that fulfill you in your work, that see your value, the ones that you are meant for and are meant for you. And you do that by defining who your ideal clients are and creating a marketing strategy that works to reach them. And this might seem really basic. It's something that we see everywhere. You probably hear about it all the time. And it's something that I really didn't even think about in the first few years of my business. And that was a huge mistake that I made in the beginning. I was just booking anyone and everyone that wanted to book. My prices were super low. I didn't really think about my brand and who I was as a photographer. I didn't dig deep enough to really define how I was different and my approach and my experiences and how I was unique and what I had to offer. Social media, when I first started my business, actually, I started the same year that Instagram was made. So I didn't really even think about social media for business for the first few years. And so I didn't really think about marketing strategy online and speaking in a way that reaches my ideal client. So I didn't have a strategy and I, it wasn't something that I really even thought of. Even if you have already done this and you've defined who you are and who you're for, it is an ongoing process. And it's something that you should reevaluate often just to make sure that your marketing strategies are aligned with your brand and your brand is aligned with your business goals and what you want and who you are as a photographer and what makes you different. So I recently put a poll in my Instagram stories and so many photographers responded that they wanted to hear more about how to reach their ideal client. But actually 83% of the people that responded to that said they also needed to learn who their ideal client is in the first place. That's what we're going to cover today. Who is my ideal client and how can I attract more of them? Because if you don't know who your ideal client is, it makes it impossible to market your business effectively. You cannot be everything to everyone. And if you don't know who your ideal client is, you could be doing all the things that they say to be doing. You're spinning your wheels trying to market your business, but you're not actually reaching the people that you are meant for. So let's figure that out. Let's talk about who your ideal client is and the ways that you can reach them and speak to them. Before we dive in, I want to make sure that you're entered in the giveaway. Each month, I'm going to be randomly drawing one winner who leaves a review on the podcast for a special prize. And the prize will change each month, but they're going to range from gift cards to some of my favorite resources or guides to a business audit or a one-on-one -on -one strategy call with me. And to enter, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts find the fearless photographer and leave a review on what your thoughts are, what you're loving about the show, what you love about the content. And there's a new winner chosen every month. So you can leave a review each month to be entered for more chances to win, but make sure that you take a screenshot of your review and send it over to me on Instagram at the fearless photographer underscore, because when you leave a review, all I can see is your name, not your information or how to get your prize to you. Before we get into the episode today, I have a gift for you. If you head to the link in the show notes, you can download a free guide called Double Your Inquiries. 
there are a ton of ideas and strategies that are proven to get more inquiries and more leads in your business. So don't miss out on that. It includes some of my favorite ways to market my business and the easiest methods that have proven successful for my students, my coaching students, course students, and for myself to have consistent six-figure years. Grab the free guide now to double your inquiries and grow your business quickly. Back to our topic today, let's first talk about who your ideal client is, because like I mentioned, you cannot create a marketing strategy to reach your ideal clients until you first know who they are. And otherwise, you're just blindly trying to market your business without a clear plan and throwing things out there. That's what they call throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. And that's exhausting to be doing all the things you're supposed to be doing and all the things that people say to do to market your business, but you're not getting the right results. So step one in figuring out your ideal client is to figure out what makes you different, not only in your niche and your style, but also your approach and your brand message. What makes you, you? So let's assume that you've already listened to episode 22 about having a photography niche or not, and you've already figured out what style of photos you want to create, as in how you shoot and how you edit. And those are a big part of attracting the clients that like that style, and they're looking for a photographer for a specific type of work. But what makes you unique? Because we're all very different. But the the photographers that are successful have figured out how they're different and they have figured out how to convey that in their brand. So find what makes you stand out because I've said it before, every market is saturated, but how do your experiences, your personality, your unique approach and your brand set you apart from your competitors? What draws people into your work, to you and find a way to show that? not tell it, show it. So if you make people really comfortable in front of the camera and that shows in your photos, lean into that. Or if you're really talented at posing people in flattering ways, or you have a way of making kids laugh and capturing personalities really well, figure out what your strengths are and then go listen to episode 20 on standing out in a saturated market. But first you need to define your brand and how to convey that in your messaging. And this is actually the core or the heart of what you do and what it means for your clients. So for example, I'm a wedding photographer. If we dig a little deeper and really define that, I capture wedding celebrations of joyful couples that love my bright, vivid style of photos. But here's the thing, there are hundreds of photographers that do that. So we have to dig deeper. And what I actually do, and more importantly, what it means for my clients, my experiences and my approach and the spark that actually started my photography journey plays a huge part in my approach and in my brand. And so I see it as preserving a legacy and helping to shape a couple's memory of their wedding day by capturing how they feel and how they love one another and all of the relationships that are represented in their day. For my clients to feel relaxed and enjoy their day, I also help them prepare so that they're stress-free on the wedding day because from my experience, it makes a huge difference in the outcome of the photos and their mood on the wedding day. And it means a lot to my clients. 
So identifying what I do and what it means for them, that's my brand. And that's how I'm different. And that's how I stand out in a saturated market. Step two is to look at your past clients and specifically those that were your favorite clients, the ones that were easy to work with and you felt were the most aligned with your style and your brand. Could they be your dream client or at least give you a template or some direction when it comes to narrowing in on who your ideal client is? I would write their names down and start brainstorming and writing some things down about what they all had in common, what stands out about those clients or made it really easy and fulfilling to work with them. So it could be the type of person that they are, or it could be the kind of work that they, that they represent. So do you find that working with family clients was more enjoyable than working with weddings or vice versa? Have you found it's easier to work with a a certain type of person? And I know this can really get negative really fast. And I want to be very transparent here. Some people are harder to work with than others. And I feel like I could get along with anyone. But if you want to hear some of my experiences, spotting red flags and potential clients, go back and listen to episode six, where I talk about the 10 clients that you should not work with. But I want to keep it positive here, and I want to talk about those clients that were the most enjoyable for you. So write down why they were so easy to work with. So maybe they inquired with you and they were ready to book. Were they prepared to pay your prices? They didn't ask for a discount. They were happy with the process, with the entire experience. They respected boundaries. They value you and your work. So did they possibly leave a good review and refer their friends? Or did they give you any feedback that would help you in the future to be able to reach more clients like them? And it's not a bad idea to just go back and ask them a few questions. Put together a little questionnaire. Why did they choose you? What did they enjoy about the experience? What drew them in about your work? Was it something that you said or something that you did or something that you sent them when they inquired? What were they looking for in a photographer? What did they feel was something that you did really well? How did they feel working with you? And don't be afraid to ask hard questions. What would they say you could improve on? Step number three is to use that feedback and those common characteristics of your favorite past clients and thinking about your brand and your approach to now define your ideal client. And I actually don't love that term ideal client. I know we hear it all the time and it's just become this very common term, but it feels really restricting because people are complex and diverse and they're very unique. But for the sake of your business and making a marketing plan, we say ideal to really simplify our messaging. So don't get hung up on this idea that your target client or your target audience is one very specific type of person. It's more of this idea of the type of people that you want to work with, the kinds of people that need what you have to offer or your unique approach and everything that I've mentioned so far. So a lot of educators take this step really serious and they tell you, give them a name and a specific job and, and likes and dislikes. And while I understand that they're wanting you to get very specific so that it's easier for you to speak to them, I don't think it's necessary to be that specific. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. And I hope you know by now that I try to make things as simple as possible by taking 
those traits and looking at everything together, this helps us think about what your dream clients are like and what they expect and what they want from their photographer. And that is the power in your marketing and in your messaging. How can you speak to what they are looking for? How can you prove that you're a good fit for those clients before they even book with you? So for example, by identifying my brand message and my style, my unique approach, I know that my clients are laid back. They're happy people. They want fun, vibrant photos that are true to who they are. And they want to make new memories on their wedding day. They don't want photos that are overstyled or overposed. They want to feel like themselves in their photos. They want to look like themselves in their photos. So I know that my clients are laid back. They're genuine. They're joyful. And they value that timeless look. And they already know that from the way that I speak and how I communicate with them, they know that I have a calming presence. I'm observant. I'm sensitive to how they're feeling. So they want someone like that on their wedding day. They want somebody that can be observant and anticipate emotion and capture even the smallest moments happening in between the big ones. And it kind of goes both ways. By identifying what makes you different, you can market to the clients that want that. And that's why I always say to show what you want to shoot. I love that timeless, vivid, bright editing style. So I consistently edit my images that way. I don't jump on trends. I don't change my style. And your style may evolve over time. And that's perfectly fine. And maybe you do love these trendy styles that are really popular right now. And for every style of photographer, there are clients that are looking for that. The key is to figure out what makes you different and unique and conveying that through your brand and speaking to the clients that want that. So back to the reason why I don't like that term ideal client. When I think about the clients that I've had over the years that were just amazing clients and I loved working with them, they're all so, so different. So for me, it's more of what they have in common as a person and as a client rather than what their day looks like. So I've had brides that have bright red hair and are extremely extroverted and some were the exact opposite. I've had dream clients that had 250 guests and danced for three hours straight and some that eloped on the side of a mountain and I was their witness on their marriage license, but they were things that they had in common. And that's how I identify who I'm for. So not just what you're shooting, but how you're shooting it. So back to showing what you want to shoot. I show people relaxed, having fun. I show my style, that bright, vivid, crisp style. So when I speak to my ideal clients, I'm speaking to the outcome that they're wanting in their photos, not necessarily the type of day that they're planning. So maybe you are speaking to a type of day or a specific type of session, figuring out who you are and what you love and what makes you different is the first step. And then looking at from the client perspective, what are they looking for? And then meshing all that together. But step four, and a lot of times we don't talk about this enough, but step four is to really think about your business goals. What type of work or what types of clients do you want to work with? Like I was just saying, how can you shoot in a way that appeals to them? 
or market your business or speak in a way that reaches them? What resources or value do you want to provide in order to attract those clients that you want to work with? I'm going to say it again. I'm a big believer in showing what you want to shoot, but it goes deeper than that. You have to shoot in a way that appeals to the clients that you're trying to reach. So for the example of weddings, one piece of advice that I heard in the first few years of my business, and it really changed how I approached each wedding and how I've been able to consistently raise my prices, that is to shoot every wedding as if it were a high-end wedding, even when it's not. If you charged $1,000 or $1,500 for the wedding, I'm not even going to tell you what I charged for my first wedding. For a long time, I was right around that $1,200 to $1,500 range. But what I did is I shot it as if they paid $5,000. So that may mean that you have to be a second photographer for a while and see how the higher end photographers are doing things or hire a mentor, take courses to help you elevate the areas of your business, like learning your camera and your photography skills, posing methods, how you shoot, how you edit, how you interact with your clients, and then setting up systems in your business to make sure that you never miss deadlines and you get your editing done when you've told them that you're going to get it done. Whatever areas of your business that you will need to improve for you to be able to reach a more premium clientele. And that doesn't only mean higher paying clients. Premium clients are the ones that are aligned with you and your brand and that will show up to their session having read through your wardrobe guide, planned their outfits accordingly. They've considered your style and what colors you've told them photograph well for your editing style and the season and the location you choose. It's the clients that respect your expertise and your experience and they trust you. Step five is to create a marketing strategy to get in front of your ideal client and speak to them. So this is where thinking about what they do for a living, where they hang out, what their hobbies are, that's where this is going to help you try to reach them because that's the start of a marketing strategy. It also helps you make connections with them, which is a whole other topic. But for example, I think of my ideal client as a bride about a year away from her wedding. She's a college grad. She has a good job. And I've decided that she has a good job because my ideal client is usually paying for her own wedding. Her parents might be contributing, but she's most likely between 24 and 28. And most likely the couple is funding their own wedding. So if it helps you to be specific so that you can try to relate to your audience and make connections, that is the goal. And if it helps to give them a name, for example, I mean, my dream client can be Courtney or Allison or Kimberly or, or Stephanie. I've had Stephanie's that were my ideal client. The name doesn't matter. It's just to make it simple for you. So let's name her Amanda. And as I'm creating content, I'm writing blog posts, I'm writing social media captions, I'm creating free resources for my brides. I'm thinking about what Amanda would like to see. And Amanda is not just one person. Amanda is this group of people that are like my ideal client. So what do they want to see? What do they need to see in order to plan a stress-free wedding day or get inspiration for their wedding? And ideally fall in love with my work and with me and the value that I offer and see my approach and want that for themselves and decide to book me, right? To make connections, I also share parts of my personal life that might resonate with them. So going further than just this 
definition of my ideal client, we can try to imagine my ideal client has also got a dog because I have a dog. So that might be something that she relates to. She might go to the gym or like to do workouts at home because I also share about my fitness journey and my home workouts. So there's a connection point that we might have that would just spark an interest. But what I share and how I speak to them, that's what keeps people. That's what draws them in even more. That's just a connection point that starts this journey. Maybe they also like fresh flowers and Monday memes. Who who knows? Maybe they shop at the same places that I like to shop at. All of those things don't matter except for creating a connection that gets them to look further. So all of these things are just a bonus and it could resonate or not, but my ideal client doesn't have to have a dog. And maybe she doesn't like working out, but she likes to run instead. And I hate running. So I want to add here, I am not my ideal client and you are not your ideal client. We may have some of the same interests, some of the same hobbies. Don't feel like you have to find clients exactly like you or change yourself to be what you think that they need or try to be cool or hip or go to the same places that they're going and wear the same clothes that they're wearing. But that genuine connection and relatability is just to help you spark an interest from your audience. So the way that all of this works together Amanda, my ideal client, finds me online, is referred by someone or follows my Instagram, and she sees that I share tips and insight into wedding planning. So she says, I like that. I like her work. I like what she shares. And she learns to trust me. But here's the thing. Trust is built by cultivating a strong brand that attracts your ideal client. And being authentic and showing up consistently and providing value to your ideal client, showing your expertise and how you can give value to them. So every time you post on social media or write copy for your website or your blog or think about the marketing strategies in that free guide in the link in the show notes to double your inquiries, you're going to think about that client. I would think, Would Amanda like this? Will it be helpful to her? Will it be appealing to her? Where is she spending time that I can get her attention and direct her to my business, my Instagram, my website? What are all the ways that I could come into her circle or her life? So back to your messaging and why I say it goes both ways. Let me just tell you, Amanda has a beautiful wedding style. She knows she wants real flowers, an amazing photographer, a beautiful venue, Maybe she wants an awesome DJ and she wants to celebrate and dance. Maybe she has a huge wedding. Maybe she has a small wedding. It doesn't matter, but she trusts that her photographer will capture everything beautifully. And I know that she wants real flowers and amazing photographer and a beautiful venue because that's what I share for her. That's what I post for her. And she's going to be attracted to my photography business for that reason. She wants relaxed photos because that's what I show. That's why it goes both ways. I show people that are relaxed, they're having fun. I show the style that I love, real florals, beautiful details, gorgeous venues, beautiful color palettes. I talk about hiring professional vendors for your wedding because that's what I know she already wants. And I said it earlier, but when you've done a great job with your marketing strategy, through your brand message, what you're showing, your captions, your copy on your website, when everything along the journey for that client works together seamlessly, it's like yin and yang. We just click and there's this harmony that helps them trust me. They love the experience, the interaction. They appreciate the value that I provide. They need that. And then it helps me 
to be able to serve them in the best way and understand what they need. But if I were to post photos of all different kinds of venues, maybe barn venues and a variety of different types of details, silk florals, the kind of bride that I would attract would be much different. My ideal client isn't interested in silk florals or barn venues or rustic details. And there's nothing wrong with those weddings, but that's not my ideal client. So she's not interested in that. She won't even give me a second look. It doesn't resonate. So she's going to move on. She may not even want to follow me or read the caption because the photo itself, those photos don't resonate. So keep in mind, you cannot be everything to everyone. Narrow in on your brand and your ideal client, and they will feel like you are meant for them. That's what people feel a connection to. And ultimately, that's what makes you memorable to them. And the last thing you want is to be forgotten or overlooked because your messaging is off and what you're showing isn't what you're wanting to attract. So as a recap, some final thoughts for you today. Number one, identify what you do, what it means for your clients. That's your brand. How can you convey that by what you say and what you show? That is your messaging. Number two, take a look at some of your past clients. Which ones did you absolutely love working with? Everything went smoothly. They trusted your expertise. They paid your prices. They didn't ask for a discount. Maybe they referred more clients and wrote a sweet review for you. Figure out what they have in common to kind of set a template for what your ideal client would be. And then number three, use those two things, those first two things to define your ideal client And if it helps you to be specific, get as specific as you need to. Where are they spending time? What are they looking for? What are they needing from their photographer that you can now market to them? And don't forget to grab that free guide to double your inquiries at the link in the show notes. Number four, think about your goals for your business. What type of work or what types of clients do you want to work with? And how can you shoot in a way that appeals to them Number five, create a marketing strategy that conveys your message, speaks to your ideal clients, resonates with them, and creates that genuine connection and build trust through consistency and authenticity. And my final thought for today, take a look at your business, do a sort of audit, and it helps to write it down and break it into segments. So everything that we talked about today is just a small part of it. How are you showing up online? What images are you showing online? And will that resonate with your ideal client? How are you getting your business in front of your ideal client? And keep in mind, marketing to your ideal client and figuring out who that is, is an ongoing process. Your ideal client is going to change and evolve as your business grows, as you grow, as your style might change, as you raise your prices. You now need to market to a new clientele as you raise your prices. So it's a great idea to reevaluate your ideal client on a regular basis. Maybe once a year when you evaluate your progress over the past year and set goals for the upcoming year. But understanding who your ideal client is will help you attract the right clients into your business more consistently and serve those clients that align with your style, your brand, and your goals. So once again, I want to make sure that you're entered in the podcast giveaway. 
All you have to do is go to Apple Podcast and leave a review on what your thoughts are on the fearless photographer and what you're loving about the show or the content. And there's a new winner every month, so you can even leave a review each month to be entered for more chances to win. But make sure that you take a screenshot of your review and send it to me over on Instagram at the fearless photographer underscore because all I can see is your name and not your information or how to get your prize to you. Well, friends, that wraps up today's episode. I hope it was helpful and encouraging to you. If you loved this episode, please screenshot where you're listening now, share to your stories on Instagram, and be sure to tag me at the fearless photographer underscore so I can see which episodes you're loving the most and connect with you there, encouraging you in your journey as well. Please consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. And if you have a question or a topic you'd like to submit for a podcast episode, click on the link below for the speak pipe feature. Everything we talked about today and all the links I mentioned are in the show notes below. I can't wait to share what's next, but until then have an awesome week.